This episode is brought to you by Hostfully. Using Hostfully, you can create a free digital guidebook for your listing so that you can save time creating a professional experience for every guest that comes and visits your spot. Learn more at hostfully.com. Welcome to Get Paid for Your Pad, the definitive show on Airbnb hosting, featuring the best advice on how to maximize profits from your Airbnb listing, as well as real-life experiences from Airbnb hosts all over the world. Welcome. Get paid for your pad. Get paid for your pad. Get paid for your pad. Welcome to episode 277 of Get Paid for Your Pad. And today we're going to do something new. A friend of mine asked me for help with his Airbnb listing. And in the next couple of months, I'm going to try and improve the results. And so today we're going to just have an introductionary chat to learn about his Airbnb listing. So welcome to the show, Simon Lewis. How's it going, Simon? I'm good, Jasper. And you? I'm very well, thank you. I'm in an amazing location in Tarifa, the most southern point in Europe, doing some kite surfing, and it's 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 absolutely fantastic here. So, how's, how's Barcelona? So Simon is actually living. He's actually my roommate at the moment. We're sharing the, my apartment in the, in Barcelona. So how's the apartment still there? The apartment's still here. The uh, the sunny weather is coming. So looking forward to a, a great summer in Spain. Awesome. Awesome. So Simon, tell us about your Airbnb listing. Where is it located? How long have you been hosting? What, what's your experience so far and what's happening? Why are the results not as, as you want them to be? So my Airbnb apartment is actually in Cape Town in South Africa. It's a one bedroom apartment on the beachfront in a very desirable part of the city, close to bars and restaurants and transport links and things like that. I've been an Airbnb host for, I think, six years now. I was a very, very early adopter to Airbnb, uh, but I didn't really treat it like a serious business for a very long time. So I rent out my personal home, if you like, so I can travel and have some flexibility. I've always seen some good bookings through the summer months, of course, which is December, January, February, March, and April. And then in, in Cape Town in South Africa, May is always a very difficult month because it's winter. The weather isn't bad. It's just, uh, you know, seasons change. And it get, it's quieter over June, July, August, and then things pick up in September again. Awesome. So tell us about uh, the results. Have you be, you've been renting this apartment for six years? Yeah, approximately six years, yeah. Okay. And so the, the summer is the high season and I imagine that probably lasts from November through March, more or less? Yeah, it's, it's, it's basically high season is December to March, but there's always a little bit of a shoulder season of November and April. So, you know, we get lots of, I get well, lots of inquiries in November for December and January, February, March, etc. Okay. And so what have the results been like in, let's say, like the last year or so? Is it, is it almost always fully booked or, or do you have empty times? Like what, what was it like? Um, usually, I've monitored it over the last couple of years. And usually, late November, December, February, March, April, it's full. Full, full, full. Maybe a few days here, a few days there. Some people take it for a month, that sort of stuff. In the last 12 months... It could be down to a number of reasons, more people renting on Airbnb in the city, you know, other reasons, but the uh, bookings haven't been as good this year. You know, for example, we were, I was um, 
didn't have any bookings in January or any uh, inquiries. That could have been down to the fact that the uh, an Airbnb glitch meant that I accepted my my page accepted instant bookings when I'd never set my Airbnb as instant bookings. So I had some bad reviews. Airbnb finally removed those bad reviews, but I still didn't get any more inquiries. Okay, so let's let's think about the potential improvements. So first of all, let's talk about let's talk about instant book. So you're not you're not using instant book. Right? Yeah. Tell us, tell us why. Um, instant booking from, you know, like it's my personal home. Like I say, it's not really a sort of a purpose-built Airbnb apartment. So I have some personal things in there and, and things like that. And I don't particularly like instant book because, you know, it's, it's always best to check who's staying. It's sometimes you get uh, dodgy people trying to book instant booking, to make instant booking to Airbnb in South Africa. And it's just, or... or and they make an instant booking, and then it's not actually for the person who's going to stay. And I've had some bad experiences in the past. Okay. Um, tell us about how do you manage the unit? Who, who cleans it? Who does the check-ins? Do you have um, self-check-in options, like a lockbox or something? Like how, how do you manage it? Uh, I don't have a lockbox. Um, I have a person that will, a friend, actually, who has her own Airbnb apartments. She will check people in and out. If somebody does want to check in, there is a we I leave the keys at a, at a local coffee shop that people can go and just pick up the keys. That's very very simple. So there's a check in and check out for, uh, available where the person check the person is checked in. They're you know giving some local information about the local coffee shops and restaurants and things to do in the area, etc. And then on checkout, you know the person doesn't need to physically be checked out. If they are leaving for a flight very early in the morning, for example, we just literally say, leave the keys on the kitchen counter, lock the door when you leave, and you can go. And then I have a local cleaning company who does the cleaning for me. Awesome. And what are you typically charging for your one-bedroom apartment? Just let me check. In season, it can be anything for you know, around $100 a night. But obviously, out of season, it's you know, $30, $40 a night. And what's uh, how much do you pay for cleanings and the check-ins? Cleanings and check-ins work out uh, about twenty dollars. That's okay. So cleaning is twenty dollars, and that includes the the check-in person. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Good. And so this year, you you really haven't had many bookings at all, right? No, we did. It was fully booked in December, fully booked in February, and um, there was a few scattered bookings in March but I didn't get the usual inquiries I get for January. Right. Okay. So I've, I've actually had a look at your listing and you know, I'll put a link in the show notes so that the listeners can, can also take a look. Uh, I'll, I'll also do a review of your listing on, on YouTube so that people can take a look at that as well. And so I think there's a number of things that uh, we're going to have to adjust. Like, first of all, you know, and me, me and Simon have uh, have discussed this, and Simon has agreed to kind of give me the uh, the remote control and uh, make the changes necessary that I think are necessary. And first, the first thing that we're going to have to change is is that instant book setting. Um, it's 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 very difficult. It's very difficult to run to get a lot of tractions with without instant books for for a number of reasons. Like the first reason is that Airbnb really likes instant book, and so. It will it will really punish your listing in the search results. It typically shows listings that have instant books enabled, and and guests can even um, set a filter where they where they only get shown instant book listings. 
Mm-hmm. So instant book is a very important feature to have if you if you want to attract bookings. And 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 right now, I think the issue with uh, with your listing is that it's it doesn't have much momentum, mm-hmm. right? I mean, Airbnb is really a momentum game. When you're starting out, you you just want to get as many bookings as possible. And as a result of all that activity, Airbnb then shows you to a lot more of its users, which results in even more bookings. And so. You know, you really, it's, it's really all about building a strong reputation, getting a lot of people in your place, getting a lot of reviews, getting good ratings, you know, improving the, the search rank, and then it kind of snowballs on. And then, you know, later, once, once you have that, that top reputation, I mean, you're really aiming for the listing to be one of the top listings in the city, right? Mm-hmm. And in order to achieve that, you have to just make it as easy as possible for people to book. You have to make the listing as attractive as possible for Airbnb, but also for its users. So that, and and that's that's the best way to get momentum. Now let's dive a little bit deeper because because I know you you don't really like instant book, and so uh, the main reason why you said you you don't like it is because you're worried about people booking your place that are going to steal stuff from you or or not treat your apartment well. Is that correct? Exactly. One one of the things. But attractive about my apartment is is the fact it's actually not a Airbnb apartment. It is still a personal home, and I've had good reviews and good feedback from guests who've actually stayed there and gone, "Oh wow, we didn't actually realise we were staying in somebody's house. We thought it was just a Airbnb apartment." So, and then obviously in South Africa there is, uh, you know, well, it's not just South Africa, all the way around the world. You know, some people will just use Instant Book just to get a cheap apartment for the night just for, you know, and they steal shit when they leave, you know? Right. So have you ever, have you ever had anything stolen? <laughs> yeah, things go missing all the time. That's just a fact of life. But you get, you know, when you, I've used instant bookings and then, you know, people have stayed there and then given me a really, really bad review. And, you know, it's like you stayed there for one night and you complained about, you know, no parking outside the front door, things like that. So I just always like to have a little bit of a conversation with the people uh, beforehand so they know exactly what they're, what they're getting. Yeah. yeah, that's right. So are there any items in your apartment that will devastate you if they get stolen? Well, there's art on the walls. <laughs> they, that, would, that would devastate me. There's expensive art on the walls and things like that, but all my actual valuables are locked away, of course. Okay. So, so here's the thing, right? I mean, there's no nobody can guarantee that nothing's going to get stolen, right? Yeah. So... But there's two things when it comes to stolen items, there's two sides of it, right? Number one is the financial uh, cost. Now, if somebody actually steals something, then there's a way to, to get refunded for that, right? You can set a security deposit, you can go to Airbnb for the resolution tool, and, and you, can tr- you, can, you can get that money back in, in case some, something is stolen. But there's also, there's also the personal aspect. Like if you have an item you know, that has like some emotional value to you, then obviously you can get, you can get refunded for the cost of the item, but that's still, still going to hurt. Right. So my first recommendation is anything that you really don't want people to don't want to get stolen. I would just, I would just lock it away or put it in storage or put it, give it to a friend or whatsoever. So any, 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 any items that you would want to remove? No, no, the, the small, all those items that are, that are of value, are actually locked away. It's just, okay. it's just the, the mainly the art on the walls. Like I said, I've been doing Airbnb for a long time, so you know it's it's like 
I like people to stay in the apartments who appreciate they're staying in an Airbnb host's apartment. They're not mm -hmm. just renting an apartment. So, you know, that's a kind of, I know that doesn't really work for the algorithm, but it's kind of like, you know, people appreciate that or actually go and stay there and they go, oh, wow, I didn't actually realize it's still a tradition, you know, an old fashioned Airbnb, if you like, where it's actually somebody's home. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. I think that I think that's great. But uh, when we turn on instant books, that's, that's nothing's going to change, right? People are still going to appreciate your home as, yeah. as it is, right? Um, but there's, there's a couple other things that I want to mention when it comes to instant book. And this is something that some people don't realize is that when you get an instant booking, you still you can still go on that person's profile and take a look. And if you if you feel that the person is kind of sketchy or you're just not you don't feel comfortable having that person in your home, you can actually cancel the booking penalty free. Okay, I didn't realize that. Yeah, so you can cancel it penalty free up to three times, and. If you want, you can even cancel it more, uh, more than three times, but then you would have to contact Airbnb. So there is a safety, there's a safety net there. Mm -hmm. And so there, you know, and that in combination with the fact that, you know, if something does get stolen, uh, there's, there's always that resolution tool that should give you a little bit of comfort. And so what I, uh, my first suggestion would be, we're, we're going to, we're going to turn it on and, mm -hmm. you know, let's see how it goes, right? Let's, okay. uh, We'll we'll take a close look at the, any any instant bookings that will come through. We'll look at their their profiles, and we can also set that the person has to have a positive recommendation from the host. So it's not like not every and not anybody can use instant book, right? Only the people that that fulfill the conditions that you set. Yeah, well, I I don't know I don't know about the conditions, but maybe you can you can educate me there because you know when you you've probably seen this yourself when you use instant book. You get people trying to book, book your apartment who have literally set up their Airbnb account today, you know, and I, you know, it's there sometimes, you know, it's happened to, to friends of mine who have never used Airbnb. They want to use Airbnb, but they don't have any, any, any reviews. And then, you know, it's, can you, can you set instant book that you can only accept people who have a certain amount of personal reviews? Yes, you can, uh, you can set certain requirements, okay. right? So... You can, there's two options when it comes to instant book, right? You can set that all guests must send a reservation request, or you can set guests who meet all your requirements can book instantly. Others will need to send a reservation request. Okay. You can cancel 100% penalty fee if you're ever uncomfortable with a reservation. So, so there is, I mean, Airbnb, I mean, you're not the only one who's, who worries about this. So here's the conditions that we can set, right? There's the Airbnb standard requirements of uh, a confirmed phone number, email address, payment information, uh, agreement to the house rules. You can turn on uh, the profile picture. So when somebody makes a booking, you get to see the profile picture, but only after the booking is confirmed. Airbnb recently changed that. Uh, we can require a government-issued ID. And last but not least, we can said that uh, guests need a recommendation from other hosts. So these guests have traveled on Airbnb, are recommended by other hosts, and have no negative reviews. Okay. Okay. So that, that last condition, that does leave out a group of guests that are not, not going to be able to use Instant Book, right? Requiring host recommendations means that new guests can't book instantly. Like you have to have at least one positive rec recommendation from from a host and and just to just to give you an idea like 
I mean, I've always accepted uh, people as well with uh, with no bookings because you got to start somewhere. You know, if you're yeah, yeah, yeah. if you don't have any 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 reviews, it doesn't mean that you're a bad person <laughs> and you're gonna steal <laughs> shit, right? Uh, so yeah. I always I've always come from a place of let's give people the benefit of the doubt, and it's and as a result, it's you know it's been rewarding because I I've never really had any issues, but. I know of people that have had issues. So we're still going to be careful. We're going to be reviewing every single instant booking and we're going to make sure that we're comfortable with the person that's, uh, that's going to book. Okay. But in any case, that would be my first recommendation um, to turn that on. And the other recommendation that I have is I looked at your calendar and the, the calendar is only open for May. It's, mm-hmm. it's closed for June, July, August, September, etc. And so that kind of limits the amount of uh, inquiries and bookings that you that you can get right if somebody wants to book a place in june they're actually unable to book your place which also means that people are searching for listings um for that period your listing isn't going to show up so people are also not going to click on it they're not going to view your listing and these these are all factors that play a, a role in in the in airbnb's search ranking algorithm right one right. of our first one of our first goals is to get your listing up in the search results so that people can actually see it, they can find it, you get more views, you get more clicks, and, and that's going to that's gonna not only give you inquiries and bookings, but it also it's going to help you, you know, get a better position in the search results. Mm-hmm. So those are, those are, I'd say, the most important uh, adjustments that we're going to ma- be making. Also, I noticed that your calendar hasn't been updated for 10 days. Right. Um, so that's that's something that we're we're going to be doing as well. Uh, we're going to make sure that our calendar is updated every single day. Uh, again, that's also a factor that plays a role in the search results. Airbnb sees that you're you're active because Air, what Airbnb really doesn't like is a calendar that's not accurate. Because what what's really bad guest experience is is that somebody books and this happened to me before. You know, you look at the calendar of a listing and you see the dates that are available and then you make an inquiry and then the host is like, oh, sorry, those dates are actually not available. Mm-hmm. And that's a really bad user experience. And so Airbnb wants to avoid that user experiences, of course. And so when Airbnb sees that your listing hasn't been updated for 10 days, it's going to worry that maybe there's some dates in there that aren't accurate anymore. And so okay. when you update your calendar every day, then that gives Airbnb some confidence that you're you're on top of your, you know, managing your listing, and and it's very likely that you're actually that your calendar is up to date. So they're more likely to show you to more of its users. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a, a few other settings. So we're going to open up the calendar for like a year in advance. If there's if there's any times that you actually want to stay at your own place, or if there's any dates that you want to block out, we'll just block them out manually. Okay. Now, the next thing um, I'm looking at is minimum stay. Currently, you have a minimum stay of five nights, um, mm-hmm. which, which, which I think is, uh, is too high. Um, we're going to have to lower that. Now, I know a lot of hosts are not happy with doing one-night stays. Um, what, what are your thoughts on that? One-night stays is just a lot of admin. <laughs> you know, and it's, it's, it's just tricky for checking people in and out, which is, which is one problem, but also cleaning you know if i have one person who checks it out on a on a monday and then somebody who checks in on on the same day or you know the next day sometimes it's not going to be possible to get the cleaner in right that's right so what's your checkout time 11 a.m is right yeah 11 a.m yeah okay so how many hours does it take to clean the apartment two three hours 
two to three hours. Mm. All right. So if we if we set let's say we set the checkout time at, as the check in time at three p.m. So that gives mm. us that gives us four hours. So in those four hours, we should be able to get the apartment cleaned, right? Yeah. But we need to we need to make sure that we have a cleaning lady or we have somebody cleaning person, I should say, could be a guy, of course. Uh, but we should have we should have a person that's either always available or we should have relationships with multiple with multiple cleaning persons. Because again, what we what we really need to do in order to give your listing momentum, we need to get as many bookings as possible. And so we need to make it as easy as possible uh, for people to book. And that includes people who are staying for one night. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so that's something that we're we're gonna have to work on. We're gonna have to find a way for your cleaning person to be able to always uh, clean the apartment, even if it's even if it's within that four hour window. And you know, I've personally I've personally remotely managed my Airbnb listing in Amsterdam for five years, and I've I've done one night stays. I've I've had back to back bookings uh, as well because even if you have a minimum of two or three night stays, you you, you could still have back to back bookings, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I mean, it's, it's definitely possible, right? It just requires just maybe, maybe it's, it's just a bit of lazy admin, but yeah, let's change that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, okay. So that's great. So we'll, we'll, we'll make those adjustments. I think uh, your reviews are, are, are pretty good. You have uh, almost consistently five-star reviews. You're not quite uh, a super host yet. But that's something I was, that, a, I was a super host, just to so you know, I was a super host. But when the Airbnb glitch with the instant bookings happened, they removed my super host status. Damn, such bastards! Yeah, they they were they agreed to remove the bad reviews, but they wouldn't remove the super host status. So okay, that's, that's an experience. All right, well, you know, the good news is you don't have to be a super host in order to uh, to do really well. So that's uh, it's not a requirement. It's it's nice to be a super host, but uh, you can still do really really well on Airbnb without having that uh, super host status. So mm-hmm. that's not uh, that's not going to be an issue. And over the long term, we'll we'll work on getting you that status back. Okay. Um, let's see. And then let's. Uh, I had a look at your photos as well, and you know I think one of the things that where we can make a lot of improvements is is actually. Not necessarily the the photos it's themselves. Like the photos are pretty good. Uh, they're very the professional photos. Did you use a professional service to take those yeah. pictures? Yeah, the Airbnb right. photographer. Yeah, right. Exactly. So the pictures look really good, but what I want to change is the order of your photos. Okay. Because uh, if you look at your listing now, essentially your first five photos show show the exact same thing. It shows the living room. Mm-hmm. Um, and so. What I would like to do is I would like to create a collage of the first five photos, just the five most attractive pictures from your listing, but showing each photo showing a different space. And the reason for that is that when people click on your listing, the first thing they'll see is that collage of the five photos, right? Right. And what you want is you want people to spend more time viewing your listing because the more time that somebody spends viewing your listing, the, the better the chance of a booking. And this is also something that Airbnb looks at for the search results. And so if you show five pictures that show different parts of your listing, there you have a better chance to, to spike the user's interest, right? Because mm-hmm. um, internet users are, have a very low attention span. And so it's very easy to lose them. 
And so you want to give them as much reason as possible to stick around and showing five pictures of, of different aspects of your listing. For example, you know, you have some beautiful pictures of the, of the, of the surroundings, right? I see a picture of the ocean and sunset, the beautiful mountain. Like these are really, really appealing pictures. If somebody, if somebody comes to your listing and sees one of those pictures that immediately creates a feeling of, wow, that's, that looks amazing. That's something that I want. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. Awesome. So would you, would you, you suggest like that the first picture be a view or the first picture be the inside of the house? You know, I think for the first picture, what we're going to do is we're going to actually do some searches on Airbnb and see what other listings are showing. Um, because what you really want is your first picture should be very appealing, but you also want it to stand out versus the other featured images of the other listings. Yeah. Um, right. So it could be, I mean, I think if your first picture of the living room is, is, a, is a pretty decent picture in itself. Mm -hmm. uh, but if we're going to go into search results and if, for example, nobody is showing a picture of, of that beautiful mountain, then maybe we'll, we'll, we'll try that. Um, and we can experiment, right? We can, mm -hmm. we can use one picture for a couple of weeks and then change it up. But in general, I think uh, for your listing, we're, it's a one bedroom. So we, on the first five pictures, we should be showing one picture of the living room, one, definitely one picture of the bedroom. The bedroom is where the people spend the most time because that's where people sleep. So yeah. people want to know where they sleep, right? So if they see in the, in, on the first, uh, in the collage, if they see, immediately can see like, oh, the bedroom looks great, the bed looks comfortable, then that, that will definitely spike their, their interest. So one picture of the bedroom, one of the living room, probably one of the kitchen as well. Your kitchen looks pretty good. And then I would definitely add one or two pictures of the, of the surroundings because I think the location of your apartment is probably one of its best selling points. That's correct, yeah. And so if, if the location is, is one of the best selling points, then we need to show that, right? So why is your location so good? Well, one of the reasons, it's, I think it's very close to the beach, isn't it? Yeah. It's very close to an Olympic-sized swimming pool at the end of the street. It's a public pool, but that's one of the selling points. That There's a massive, you can see it on one of the pictures, there's a massive Olympic-sized swimming pool right on the water's edge, which is about 40 meters away from the front door. So that's one of the selling points. Awesome. So then we're definitely going to show that picture as the probably number three or number four, or number five. Um, and we're going to make sure that uh, we emphasize the fact that it's very close to the apartment in the caption, which you've actually already done. Um, so that's, that's good. And then we'll probably show a picture of uh, the, the beachfront as well. Yeah. So I think those are the, the main uh, adjustments that we're going to make. Also, your cancellation policy is strict. Yeah. So I don't know if you're probably not going to like this, but I'm going to change it to flexible. Wow. You, you, well, I'll, I'll tell you my experience with that and why it's strict, if you like. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, well, we, uh, a few years ago, like you, well, it's happened a couple of times where you get people who make a booking at your apartment and then they arrive in Cape Town a few days before, have a look around and, the, and then cancel your apartments because they found a different option. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They, they book an apartment as a backup plan and, you know, they're like, oh, well, I'm going to book this apartment on, say, Monday, the 1st of December, but I'm actually going to arrive a week before to stay with some friends and check out the city. So they know they've got a place bought, secured and, you know, when, when they're there, they then find another place and cancel your booking and I, I've lost lots of booking. Well, not lost two big bookings in my six years experience in key seasons because of people doing that. You've, so lost, two, you've lost two bookings in six years. 
Yeah, but what I mean is these were like three week bookings. <laughs> <laughs> so how many bookings do you think you've lost by by using the strict cancellation policy? I don't, I don't, I don't know, but what I mean is it was it, it was like two it was two three week bookings in 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 high season. And, you know that that was a lot of money. So that was why it was on strict. Right. No, I mean, I, I get it. I, I, get get point. I get your point. <laughs> I, I get it. I get it. I mean, I understand why a lot of hosts are using it. Uh, but again, I mean, we, uh, we just want to make it as easy as possible for people to, to book. And basically, a booking that gets canceled is, is not really worse than having no booking at all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, those are, those are the, the, the changes that we're going to make. And we're going to see, uh, hopefully, we'll, uh, we'll start getting some results, even though it's low season right now. So you typically don't get, you typically don't get a lot of bookings in, in May and June. Yeah. Um, but we're going to do everything we can to, to get you some bookings because there's, I mean, there's no point your place being empty, right? No, no, no point now, of course. Exactly. So awesome. Is there anything else that you think is relevant that uh, we should talk about with regards to your, uh, your listing? Um, the, the, the check-in times is, is an interesting one. I'm sure this isn't a unique, this isn't a unique uh, problem for, for Cape Town, but all international flights arrive into Cape Town early in the morning. So most inquiries we, we get are people saying, oh, okay, we arrive at 9 a.m. Is there any chance of an early check-in, you know, because, or any chance that we can leave our bags and things like that. So I, I always say, you know, when people book, we always give, give flexibility on that. So, you know, that's just one thing of like, of, you know, when you said about the cleaning issues of having a later check-in, that's one thing that I've noticed that, you know, people like an early check-in because usually their flights are, uh, you know, from Cape Town to Cape Town, you're usually on a minimum of a 12-hour flight. You arrive early in the morning and people just want to get to the place and have a shower and relax. So mm-hmm. we always try to like, check people in early because of that. So yeah. that was one of, the, one of the problems with the cleaners as well. But yeah, everything else sounds good. Okay, great. Yeah, no, I think it's really good to accommodate people uh, with early check-ins as possible. Uh, now, um, you know, hopefully, hopefully uh, we'll have so many bookings that we're, we're not always going to be able to accommodate that. But do the flights also typically leave very early in the morning? Uh, the, the flights, they're, uh, they're mainly in the evenings. We get a lot of people saying, can we have a late checkout? <laughs> right. So we're going to have, we're going to have people who want to check in early, but the, the, the current guests want to check out late. Uh, yeah. So if we get back to back bookings, then, uh, then that's going to require a little bit of communication on our part. That's always, that's always the challenge because, you know, I like to be flexible with the checkouts because, you know, everybody's a human and I, I you know, people always like, Oh, how much do you charge for a late checkout? And I'm like, look, man, it's fine. <laughs> Right. Maybe, maybe I'm too flexible. I, you know, I always say if, if, if the house isn't a, isn't a disaster, as in, you know, the, the cleaner doesn't need two days to clean it, it's fine with a late, late checkout because, you know, I like, I like to be nice like that. Yeah, that's great. That's really good. Uh, I think uh, we're going to keep doing that. And I think what we're going to do, if we do have back-to-back bookings, then we're going to have to require the guests to either check out on time and also check in not earlier than the earliest time. Yeah. And so, but what we are going to do in, in order to, to help those guests is number one, we can, we can suggest places that they can go where they can store their luggage. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we can also suggest, you know, things to do. Like, let's say like what I used to do always when I couldn't accommodate an early check-in, 
I would always tell people, listen, there's an amazing breakfast spot, you know, just, just a block away from my house. Why don't you just go there? You can, you can hang out there to have amazing breakfast. You can get a coffee, you know, the, I'll tell them like the name of the, of the person that works there. So they kind of, they kind of feel like they have a place to go that feels comfortable and that I've recommended. And that typically, um, that typically is enough to, to make the, the guests feel comfortable. And yeah, well, what, the, the, the selling point of, of my location, the location of where my apartment is, is the fact that it's surrounded by coffee shops and restaurants and it's all walkable. So, you know, what we usually do is if somebody wants a, an early check-in and the apartment's not ready, you know, and the cleaner's there, we just say, just drop your bags. You can drop the bags in the apartment and then record we go, you know, and then walk down the street. You'll find many coffee shops to go and hang out in. There's a little shopping mall down the street where people can kind of, you know, go to the supermarket and things like that. So, you know, that work, that works well as a kind of sales tool, if you like, because people get to leave their bags and they're very happy that they've got an early check-in or a, a place to leave their bags and then they go and go to it, get to explore the explore the area by themselves on foot. Absolutely. That's great. So we're going to keep doing that. Anything else you think is important? No, I think that's it. All right, cool. Well, uh, I'm going to get going and uh, change a bunch of things in your listing. And um, hopefully we'll, we'll be welcoming uh, some new guests uh, pretty soon. It's been an interesting experience in, in, in winter anyway. So uh, the, we the weather's not bad in Cape Town in winter, but people just uh, think it's bad. So uh, it'll be very interesting to see what, uh, if we can get some bookings for the winter months. Yeah, well, I'm going to try my best and uh, we're going to update the audience on the podcast every now and then, but also I'll create a blog post with, you know, screenshots of, of your listing and everything and the, and the results that you've seen so far. And, and I'll update that, let's say like every month or so to see, uh, to see if we're, if we're getting some traction uh, or not, hopefully. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Simon, thanks for coming on the show. I'm really excited to work on this uh, on this case study with you. And, thanks, um, And yeah, to, uh, to the audience, uh, to the listeners, thanks for listening, of course. And so I'll, if you're not on my email list, make sure you sign up at getpaidforyourpet.com if you want to follow along with, uh, with Simon's Airbnb listing and, and the, all the changes that we're going to make, et cetera. I'll, uh, I'll send out emails and I'll probably do a couple of YouTube videos and stuff. So... Uh, sign up at getpaidforyourpet.com and of course next week there's going to be another episode of Get Paid For Your Pet so thanks for listening and until then Get paid for your pet 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 Get paid for your pet